0: So we started working out again. What are you doing with your banded squats? Squats? Banded squats. Um, Right now I'm trying to get my squat
1: up. Usually I find once my squat starts going up, everything else follows. So I like to experiment on myself. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a combination of, it's like a west side conjugate. So I do one heavy day where I, you know, either do like a three rep max, two rep max, sing, heavy single. And then the other days I do like accommodating resistance. So mm-hmm. like light banded squats. Um, I'll start doing some of the Olympic lifts at some point as like my more dynamic day also, but I just find to like warm up and get your joints all prepped to do the Olympic lifts kind of mm-hmm. heavy just takes a lot longer. So right now, Just focusing more on my squat and then filling in the other days, you know, kind of by feel.
0: (coughs) Okay. Lower body, upper body on the other days?
1: Yeah, a little bit of both. I'm, I'm having my two main squat days be like three, four days apart, depending on my schedule. So I'll do like Saturday was a heavy single, worked up to 195, pretty heavy. Like lifetime, I think that's only like 85% of my best back squat. Um, and then three days later, I came in and did banded squats. I did like f- uh, five by five the first time, and then last last time I did six by six, pretty light, felt good. Um, and then I'll kind of build off of that, depending on how my body responds.
0: With what? So what's the goal with it? What are you trying to hit?
1: The goal, I mean my lifetime best back squat is 220 kilos and I've attempted more several times. It's just it's heavy. I don't mm-hmm. like the way it feels. I'm kind of a wimp about it. <laughs> um and I'm also able to like snatch a very high percentage of my back squat, so as soon as my back squat starts to show signs of being where it needs to be, then I start to transition into doing the lifts more, so. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so just kind of jumping right into that with like one maximal effort day one more dynamic which is very like west side or conjugate method um and then that that allows me some some flexibility to my schedule so i'm filling in the the upper body days and then i'm having like active recovery like i'll Mm -hmm. go play basketball usually after the heavy day i'll go play some basketball and sweat and do like a 40 60 minute cardio session so then feeling pretty good so far a couple weeks in
0: and then what if anything else are you doing to recover
1: to recover i've just been good about sleep um at some point i'll have to get more dialed in with nutrition um usually on the mornings that i work i'm not good about eating enough Mm. so i'll go like I'd probably undereat those days and then I'll notice that like if I'm gonna have a good training session on a Saturday I'll have to start making sure my nutritions dialed in by like Thursday Friday and then Saturday will be a good training session and then like in terms of
0: recovery so so what's dialed in nutrition for you
1: uh, I'd say like good zone macros I always feel really good on zone 40 30 30 40 carbs 30 protein 30 fat um and then the more intense my workouts get i actually eat more carbs less fat i just i feel better i notice my muscles are like full glycogen Mm -hmm. you know stays good hydration's good um and i notice like high fat like i just don't feel like i recover quite as well so that's just me personally Mm -hmm. and then usually when i'm like focusing more on like Cardiovascular stuff, and you know, trying to cut down. Then I'll do kind of the opposite, a little bit less on the carbs, and then a little bit higher fat, higher protein.
2: Mm -hmm. Nice.
1: I don't know. I'm still. What's there's an old saying like the the cobbler cobbler's children wear no shoes. It's like we spend so much time programming Mm -hmm. that sometimes for me to sit down and map something out very you know, thought out and laid out and spelled out. And then if I feel like I, I'll overshoot or I'll put too much in there. And then I, I feel like I'm not keeping up with the program. I like to allow myself Mm a little bit of wiggle room. Yeah. So I just have a general idea of what I want to do. And then as I get momentum, I kind of start to see the pattern that's going to work the best based on how my body's like adapting in the past. It's usually like every 96 hours I'll go really heavy. Um, that usually works pretty well for me. And then I'll notice as I get in really good shape, it'll be closer to like 72 hours where I'll even start putting together pretty decent workouts, like every 48 hours. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I, how I gauge it. So, so the
0: goal with the squat just to build into snatching again, heavy.
1: Yeah. So I'll push the squat and then that'll tell me like when my strength is where it needs to be. And then from there, the dynamic days, too, also start to kind of get my joints prepared for, because, like, on the the other day, I did, like, a six-by-six, like, pretty fast, like, high velocity with some band resistance. So your joints start kind of getting in shape for the Olympic lifts. And then I'm also doing, like, some running and cardio cutting, starting stopping when I play basketball. So joints are kind of getting prepped for that. And then uh, the upper body days, I'll have to start getting more like specific adding in like some push press Mm -hmm. and you know so then so i i kind of know the formula for as the squat starts getting close to where it needs to be then i'll start to put the other pieces in play some of the overhead and you know snatch poles and Mm -hmm. that stuff doesn't take very long for me to to get in shape so yeah it's usually the the squat kind of pulls everything up so if i focus on that then everything else will follow nice and you you're trying to get in shape what Mm -hmm. so you did some testing
0: yeah so I tested uh, my front squat bench and then I kind of just threw in some pulling movement so trap bar deadlift and then neutral grip pull up so the front squat I was actually surprised because my best is 140 and I got to 120 even though I was thinking maybe like I'd get 105 or 110 but now that I've hit that number so like the training sessions I'm doing now are percentage based and it's even though it's, like, supposed to be 75% for the first week, it's already, like, it's too heavy. So I had to back it down to 70, and even that is, like, almost rep maxes. But in a sense, it's good for me because I've done, like, RPE-type stuff, but it never would, like, feel so heavy.
1: So RPE, you're going based off, like,
0: per how, how it feels, yeah, yeah. yeah. based on the day. So I would never really push myself that hard on... RP, um, unless it's like a 10 day right it's kind of hard to gauge like what a seven or an eight is so like basically the first two squat sessions have already been like rp10 um so it's interesting i've had to back down the percentage so like the the first two weeks are going to be accumulation so it's a little lower percentage and then after that the reps will go down and the percentage will go up and i'll just alternate uh, two weeks kind of accumulate two weeks intensify for twelve weeks total. Um so the goal of this first two weeks I wanna so the rep range is six to eight. I've only been able to hit six, so but if, if hopefully by the last session I could get that percentage sure, at eight. Sure for yeah. Um but yeah, even like my wrist from doing like the front squats I'm not so I have to I've been doing like more wrist to exercise it's just preparing for it.
1: Yeah. That's a good point. Like that's, ki- that's kind of how I go about it. I guess in my process is you, you do a couple things and you see where you're at. Mm-hmm. And then from there you identify your limiting factors. So like your wrists or, yeah. you know, like for me, like some mobility things and you know, my, my lower leg, like my tibialis is always mm-hmm. the front part of my shin. Like when I squat a lot, gets really beat up. So I have to do like some accessory stuff. And so then you start to like, get in the flow of of what kind of maintenance you need to do. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of, like, unravels. And then the accumulation intensification is interesting.
0: Yeah, I've never done it, like, that, like, just two weeks, two weeks before. So two on, two, yeah. yeah. So basically (coughs) I'm going to do, like, A, B. um, So lower body day, upper body day. So I'll do, I've been doing Saturday for lower, Sunday for upper, rest Monday, and then Tuesday, lower again, Wednesday, upper, basically the exact same workouts, and then rest Thursday, Friday. Um, so luckily, that second workout on Tuesday for lower, I was freaking sore going into it, but I was able to hit the, the rep, so that was good, um, but yeah, kind of just trying to build front squat strength and then transition into Olympic lifts after that. So like it during the accumulation, I want to do more like just overhead squatting to kind of get ready for the positions. Since the uh, weights are going to be lighter, there's not as many sets, so it'll be time time to focus on that, and then intensification just, just basically squat and RDL. Pretty simple two exercises. Um, so the sessions aren't too long. I don't necessarily want to be doing it for too long, and then like little wrist stuff to get ready
1: nice yeah the accumulation intensification is an interesting thought like how, how to structure it so intensity for me gives me feedback to go formulate how i want to accumulate and fix what i need to fix it's like one of the things that i noticed with with a couple of my heavier attempts is um just like support strength like my back rack mm-hmm. so like I'll know that going into this next phase, I'll need to start doing like some good mornings, doing some heavy squat partials. And you know, like how to, I'll flirt with my ceiling, so to speak. And then I find out where I have a sense of where it's going to break down. And for mm-hmm. me, it's going to be the top half I feel really strong in the bottom half and in the eccentric, but it's coming up. It's going to be that top half. So just exposing my body to the, the weights and, in the moderate rep ranges and stuff like that. And then, uh, yeah. See if I can piece it together this time around.
0: Yeah. I typically try to avoid like heavier, like bigger sets. So this has already been a challenge. So it's it'll be interesting to see what happens if I just can overcome it, or if it's more of just too much breakdown, and it'll be interesting either way, just to experiment with it.
1: Yeah, the higher rep ranges are. It's probably my least favorite place to train. I try. mean, it's
0: not even that high. It's only six to eight and it's already rough. Still <laughs> anything over like four? I haven't four. front squatted heavy <clears throat> in a while, so the percentage is already testing me. But we'll see.
1: Yeah, front squat. Front squat, front like overhead stuff is probably the worst for me from a soft tissue standpoint. We do a lot more desk computer work these days, mm-hmm. so posture's not as good as it was. Front yeah. rack, not as good as it was. For some reason, like overhead and snatch has always made more sense than the front rack for me. But, um, yeah, those positions, like you said, your wrists and mm-hmm. kind of conditioned to get ready for, for some of that stuff.
0: <clears throat> yeah, but it'll be cool, like, going into an Olympic phase, just being stronger. I've never necessarily tried to build up strength separate. Going into that is more, like, con- concurrent. Um, so that'll be interesting. See what happens. Even that time I did the ninety for hang snatch, I I was only back squatting like ninety for like sets of three uh, at the time. So that was kind of that was a surprise too. So if the strength is higher, the hopefully I'll be able to snatch something heavier.
1: Where do you fall in like the ranges, like the percentages of like your squat? So you know how. My Most people clean front injured.
0: squat is definitely, like, way close to my back squat. And my deadlift is not much more than the back squat either. So I'd say, like, so my hinging or, like, deadlift pattern is weaker than my squatting. And then... Um,
1: and then where do your, like, Olympic lifts fall relative to your strength?
0: Clean... <clears throat> pretty close to the front squat um, it's usually I could rack it is the question if I could stand it up so that's like the idea of this get my front squat stronger so then I could stand up heavier cleans
1: yeah cause you, you have good technique so you're at a high percentage you know like I'm like that Tim's like that anybody that wants to read more about that if you go to if you just search know your ratios I think it's know your ratios, destroy your weakness. Christian Thibodeau does like a really good mm-hmm. collection of data and shows you like what your percentages should be if you're curious, but that's kinda what we're talking about. But my snatch is like at a very high percentage yeah. of, almost like dangerously high, like that's <laughs> how you get hurt. Cause you're moving fast with weights that are, mm-hmm. so you need to build like a strength reserve. So for me, squat, has always kind of been the, the limiting factor. I just don't like the way it feels. <laughs> it's so slow that my body likes to express, like, speed and explosiveness. So Mm -hmm. the slow, like, grinding, even deadlift, like, is not as appealing to me anymore. Yeah. Like, it was at one point where to just grind out a heavy deadlift, but, like, my best deadlift is 250, and the thought of doing more. Like, one of our clients just did uh, 272 at, like, a pretty low body weight, Mm -hmm. so 600 pounds, and I'm like that's, yeah. that's it's more. Insane. That's more than me. <laughs> I gotta just like tip the cap. That's that's yeah. a big lift. It's like, heavy. I have no inclination to want to be able to do that. That's a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Again, though, you could train for it. I mean, you just have to start doing it if that's what you really want to do.
0: Yeah. Now that I think of it, I probably should have done incline bench. Just to, like get ready for more overhead and jerk and front Jerks rack position. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Might switch, but see i definitely benched so like the percentage of uh for bench is definitely more doable since the weight i hit for the max wasn't as close to like my best ever so so did 95 for a single i was hoping to get 100 but i'll take it so the bench day has definitely been easier
1: yeah you're i mean you're that's almost your best lifetime is like a double bodyweight front squat. It's pretty good. It's
0: really good. Mm, I think yeah, pretty yeah. close.
1: It's pretty good. Close to it, yeah. People forget I mean you're taller but they forget that you're like pretty light. So all your yeah, lift. You're definitely are lighter than people high. think. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz you're tall. I mean you look like <laughs> like yeah. a bigger guy when you got like hoodie on and hoodie. stuff but yeah.
0: Mhm. Just I a, did just get a pretty, weirdo guy. You get pretty close to Doing 90 pounds added for the neutral grip pull up. I think the best I've done for like regular grip is like 70. So that was a nice surprise. But I've never done like a heavy neutral grip. Yeah. It's pretty good. I'd say like 80 I got, but 90 was. I was like stuck at 90 degrees pretty much. But it's pretty good. Let's get stronger. Pretty good.
1: And Everything's something better. Good. Everything's <laughs> better when you're stronger.
0: Not. I mean, you're definitely more sore. I've been sore uh, since that first uh, first squat day after testing. Like weight, like quad, like even abs, like from bracing. Very to sore. that extent, yeah.
1: Being in shape and then trying to get back in shape is like. It's a different kind of mental challenge because you have this, like, reference point that Mm -hmm. you're working off of. And then when you evaluate your current performance, it's either... Sometimes it's, like, a pleasant surprise. Like, oh, yeah, I got a pretty high percentage. And then sometimes you're like, oh, my God. Like, how did I ever do that? How will I ever do that again?
0: Oh, Um, yeah, I know that. But that's, like, why I like to test right before I start something because it's, like, if I were to base all the percentages off 140, I would... Old stuff, yeah. It wouldn't even been close on the first day... (laughs) of getting like 72 i think percent was what it was supposed to be
1: well we had remember we had that conversation we were talking about like if you were going to try to improve one of your maxes would you do a program you've already done Mm -hmm. or would you try to come up with something new And we both had very different answers for sure i said
0: (coughs) the same i probably would do the same thing
1: yeah you'd go back to the well
0: and Mm -hmm. there's you know i mean there's good this is a new thing so we'll see that's kind of trying to experiment with it
1: it's interesting though i mean i think that'll work well for you you've done like longer accumulation phases like slow gradual builds and that's worked pretty well for you
2: Mm
1: -hmm. and you're pretty good about giving yourself a good frame of time to build up a certain strength quality like that last time when you had a really good olympic lifting phase you did like a strength phase before it Mm -hmm. and then followed that up with a good olympic lifting phase
0: i just need to make sure i eat enough yeah Trying to plan out eating as much as I do training to make sure recovering and just getting calories and especially since the sessions are more challenging, like muscle wise. So probably try to gain a little bit of weight during this 12 weeks. So what? Snatch. Talk about snatching. How do we improve our snatches once we're stronger? Snatches, flexibility, mobility, technique.
1: Yeah, snatch is weird. It's like a.
0: Say that's your specialty exercise.
1: (laughs) To me, it's so easy. (laughs) I just like I see people struggle with it. So my experience with the snatch, when I was in in. Uh, grad school we learned the USAW snatch progressions usa weightlifting just had some pretty basic snatch progressions it was like muscle snatch and then like hang power snatch and then i remember i saw this old polish weightlifting iron mine video and these guys would do a sots press which is you squat down with the bar on your back and you press up from the bottom position and i thought it was like pretty cool and i just tried it and i'm like oh my god that's
0: it's pretty
1: pretty challenging and I just the way they did it like they did it with certainty and they made it look easy and so I just every time I would do some kind of snatch I would just in my mind I'd say okay I'm going to do some sats press and made me feel create the illusion that I was working towards a full snatch Um, and then I just got really good at doing that and was very comfortable in those positions and then when I started to learn how to full snatch, it was still frustrating because like you could get in those positions with light weight, But then the minute there was like weight and momentum on the bar, it was such a weird feeling. It's just like a natural protective mechanism to like throw that thing off you either in front or behind. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget. I was lifting by myself and it was like late at night. I had like a long day of work and, I was hang snatching and I think I was like right around 80 kilos at the time was my max. And I'm dropping down and, you know, keep missing, keep missing, keep missing. And then I like committed to one and I just like fought it all the way down and like held it in the bottom and then fought it all the way. And it was like a, like a light bulb moment that like, you have to keep fighting with the bar when it's overhead. It's not at no point is that just like an easy, Like you're constantly struggling against that weight from the time you fix it overhead to the time you stand it all the way up. So when there's momentum on the bar, it's just, it's a strange feeling. And then working backwards and at every weight jump, so from like 80 kilos to 90 kilos to 100 kilos to 110, you have to prepare yourself for that sensation of what that feels like. And it's kind of what we just said about having like a strength reserve. So you need to be working with weights that are Mm -hmm. a little bit above what you're trying to lift because if you can't overhead squat a weight under like optimal conditions or we used to have the the Chinese rack Mm -hmm. where we do partials and you could overload the top half and just get used to having that much weight over your head and fighting with it. If you're not accumulating those reps when the time comes to put that weight over your head in a snatch, it's not very likely that you're going to secure it overhead and be able to stand up with it. So to me, it was always easy. Like if I could get the weight high enough, I knew how to fight with it overhead. So I see a lot of people, you know, struggle with that process and it just comes down to it's one of those things of like tolerating being uncomfortable. It's a weird sensation to try to like lock your arm out and have a weight drive you into an overhead squat and then try to work it all the
0: way back Mm up. But you have a really good bottom position for snatch. So, like, developing that comfort in it with the sots press and overhead squats, I think, is important because, like, I wouldn't say I'm super comfortable overhead squat, but, like, for front squat, I am. And it's, like, I know I could just drop into it and, like, I have no second thought or hesitation of, like, trying to get into a a deep front squat position for a clean. So it's, like, the more comfortable you are getting into that position, like, the faster I think you could could do it and, like, confidently not have to doubt yourself or... Because, like, once you start overthinking, then things usually break down or yeah, you have go to a little able, slower you have
1: to be able to get there fast yeah. and that's where you need the muscle memory so like i would argue you probably have good muscle memory in the front squat and you probably are also confident mm-hmm. to know how to get there fast yeah. so like not nobody likes the way that feels in a snatch like even for me like that's yeah it's mm-hmm. a lot of weight and it's not comfortable but and even like building up that reserve was not a pleasant process yeah. but my goal was to drive my snatch up and so if that is going to be your limiting factor then you have to address it <clears throat> otherwise you're right. running from the truth you know so yeah, yeah. Sats yes. Press another good one that really made a lot of sense of snatch for me especially the overhead position is the one and a quarter overhead squat so you control all the way to the bottom you come up a quarter of the way and that's usually the worst position so like thoracically mm-hmm. like your body either wants to get shot out forward or pass the bar behind and if you you come up and you hold that position now you're getting like some good isometrics in the position that's going to be the most demanding when you go to snatch so most people can do like a power snatch and catch it high and hold it there for a second and then take it into a squat from that same position so you're basically rehearsing that position where you're going to meet the bar Mm -hmm. with maximum force and really generating good balance and stability and if you try that as a warm-up for your snatch workouts like i feel pretty confident you're going to get better at those positions but it's also going to warm up the muscles that are involved and it's going to balance out all your asymmetries because if you come up into that quarter squat position you're going to feel real fast like if something's a little out of whack and or it helps you get organized mm-hmm. to be able to fight with the bar.
0: What do you think, <clears throat> or if you could recall, like your thought process when doing pretty much max snatch type of, or max cleans?
1: Max, one of the things that stood out to me was like this concept in, uh, it was actually in the, the book Super Training by Mel Sif. It was like, it's translated Russian research, and they talk about, Ballistic muscle action, so like f- things that happen fast, it has to happen at a level that's above conscious thought. It's faster. So the nervous system impulses are more like reactions. Mm-hmm. So you have this like pattern in your head, and then you basically do it as fast as you can with maximal intent, but there can't be like conscious thought during that. It's more like a reaction. Like if you were going to swat a fly, is a good mm-hmm. analogy. To sit there in the beginner phase and be like, okay, I'm gonna extend my fingers, keep my wrists straight, and then tricep squeeze like it's the fly's already gone. So yeah. it's got to be like, like just a top speed, maximal effort. When you're doing that, you're almost overriding <laughs> conscious thought. You have to move faster than conscious thought. So you have to do enough repetition, and at a certain percentage of your max. You have to stop making it a conscious effort Mm -hmm. and just react and just move. And too many people, if a a rep is not perfect, they want to go back to conscious thought because that's where they're comfortable. But you have to have those experiences where you're trying to move faster than conscious thought if your intention is to ever do like really big weights. When you see, you know, take your favorite lifter and watch them warm up, the speed that they're warming up is faster than conscious thought. So like up to a certain percentage, you can go a little bit slower and be thinking about something technically that maybe you want to work on, but to execute at those huge weights, like you have to, it's just go time. You Mm -hmm. have to just go. Yeah. Like, and I think that concept helped me a lot overcome, you know, typical barriers. People can get strong enough to like pull weights to a certain height that they in theory should be able to lift these weights but they can't because they don't know how to go to that speed mm-hmm. they don't know how to access that and that's either maybe through muscle memory or you know understanding that concept that like it's maximal intent not mm-hmm. you can't you can't be thinking consciously yeah. and then
0: so what's your self thought <clears throat> then or self talk during it. Like approaching the bar for a heavy attempt.
1: I mean for snatch, there's, there's not much. <laughs> it's like fast just, speed. You're just thinking speed. Go fast. Yeah. As fast as you fucking can.
0: <laughs> Hype yourself up.
1: Yeah. But see, that's what I'm saying. I've I can I've done enough repetition in the positions that I know mm-hmm. what I want it to feel like. Yeah. And then Then it comes down to feel. Then I can recreate the feel. Usually what I try to do with clients when we're learning the lifts is when you start doing it correctly and you start understanding the concept, I just basically like the second rep. And then you program in what that feels like so then it's not this sticky,
0: Mm -hmm. conscious thought. I think that's a good point too of like it's hard to plan out a max day like going into it, but like there's days when you're just training and then you're reaching higher percentages and you're like this is probably a good day to go for it just cuz it feels like everything is clicking right like you feel strong the bars moving fast um, so yeah that's that's interesting cuz like the time i did my max clean that was kind of like a a planned testing and my only thought was like just give your like just catch it at least tr- If you could catch it, at least you could make an attempt. Yeah. Because I knew, like, I could dive under it and just just try to grind out a stand-up.
1: And that's, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a good point. That's not, I guess, you have to earn that through repetition, right? Like, you can't walk into a gym, and, like, on day six of snatching, Mm -hmm. like, oh, I understand this concept. Like, let's go. Let's go for broke. Mm -hmm. It might help you break through, you know, like, a current ceiling or whatever, but you definitely have to earn and put in the time to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you know, once you're starting to develop that feel where you could just go, like for you, like you're on a clean day, you feel like there's no restriction. Mm-hmm. Like that's when you know you're getting somewhere. Like yeah, when you go for those maximal weights, you can't, there's no conscious thought. Right. If there's a lot of conscious thought and you're attempting it's like new only maxes. only one thing I'll think of. Yeah. Right.
0: Like for when I did the hang snatch, it was like, <laughs> extend
1: we talked about that with Ryan too Ryan just from our previous podcast the pitcher Ryan he just Ryan Lutis he sent me a video he just got clocked at 97 miles an hour There's not a lot of thought there's like a one cue that he's thinking and just go Mm -hmm. there's like violent effort and maximal intent and that's it and then you go back to the drawing board and you reassess and So like for me, when I try to get myself back in shape, I look at like this criteria of like, do I feel like I'm pulling the bar hard enough, high enough? Do I feel like I can catch the bar with maximal like effort? Do I need to spend more time and energy on the catch or the pull or both or? So usually for me, it's the squat, like the squat will get my pull where it needs to go and then the catch where it needs to go. And then I start like piecing it all together but fixing the bar overhead for most people is the problem with the snatch that I see mm-hmm. that if they just spent the time it, nothing about it is glamorous. It's like doing mobility work. It's not yeah. something that, you know, more effort doesn't yield faster result. It's like constant effort and just tolerating being a little bit uncomfortable and working mm-hmm. the positions. And, and then once you've accumulated enough time in those positions, then now you're going to earn the right to go fast and get there fast and get organized quickly because your mind has, like, a mental representation of those right. positions.
0: Yeah, that's why I'm trying to I'll warm up for front squat with just overhead squat, just getting used to the position again and comfortable there and wrists getting ready and joints getting ready for it.
1: Right. You know, so... In my experience, most people can't fix the bar overhead in a snatch. And that comes with, you know, different problems, either coordination or – but most of it can be fixed by just doing the exercises regularly, consistently, and get to the point where you can do them with with high intent.
0: And then, Mm -hmm. you know, usually that
1: will get you ready for –
0: what, like, snatch balance, heavier snatch balance, heavier overhead squats?
1: Yeah. Push press is another good one. Mess around with squat jerk, mm-hmm. sots press, fixing the bar over your head and going into, like, a pretty demanding squat position.
0: Yeah, I guess that's, like, another thing. The difference is, like, for me, at least, there's, like, no, f- no fear in trying to catch it clean, but I guess, in theory, you could drop the bar on your head in a snatch. but uh, So that's, like, maybe in the back of the yeah. mind.
1: And it's also going, like, by your face. Yeah. And I think when you clean, when you catch, especially in, like, a power clean, like, you have a lot of muscle, like, supporting the bar. And, mm-hmm. yeah, you could your body yeah. kind of, like, throw it off you if you needed yeah. to. Or it's an
0: easy bail just, like, in front of you.
1: Yeah. When you're fighting with that thing overhead, like, not everybody has that mm-hmm. coordination to, like... You know, just, yeah, like, pass-throughs and just get really good with that sensation of, you know, like, just, I guess, like, playing around with it. I heard this one, like, Polish weightlifting coach, like, he would have guys, yeah, just, like, play around with the PVC and, like, purposely miss with, like, an empty bar to just get used to, like, passing the bar behind them. him. Yeah. And
0: That's a good point because it is comfortable <clears throat> to miss in front of in a snatch, but not so much behind.
1: Yeah, and you do have to, like, play around with it. Like, I missed a lot of snatches to get to where I got with my snatch. It Mm -hmm. wasn't – I didn't make every rep I ever attempted, you know. Yeah. Like, each weight has its own sensation. I remember saying out loud, if I could ever snatch 100 kilos, that'd be awesome.
0: Like, that'd be cool. That's so heavy. I remember (coughs) all I wanted to do was, like, 135 pounds. I was into CrossFit at the time, and it's like, if you do that weight, that's like the RX weight. So that's like kind of the goal. It's like a big deal. Yeah. So that's like 62 kilos. You've done 200? 205?
1: 200?
0: Yeah. From the blocks. Yeah, that's pretty good. If I could get 100, I'd be happy with that.
1: <laughs> you, yeah. Your like wrists. Upper body, the elbows,
0: yeah. I've been doing more I guess upper body bodybuilding type of exercises, so hopefully
1: you'd be a good one for those one and a quarters too.
0: Yeah. Just the time. Yeah. Maybe I'll throw those into my warm ups.
1: That's the worst front squat. That's the worst position. It's like when you get into that sticky part of the stand up. It's also where you're meeting the bar on the catch too. Mm. So you're, like, you're getting double reinforcement. That'd be good for me. Because when you go to stand up, it's going to stick there anyway. And that's also where you first address the bar, and then it pushes you down. So that sensation of, like, keeping your arms straight, but then getting, like, pushed into Mm -hmm. a squat. So, like, whenever we do seminars, I'll have everybody starts with the PVC, and they're, you know, everyone feels great with the PVC. Then I have the partner start, like, pressing on the PVC to feel that sensation and usually that alone like we'll get people that get prs on like in the clinics just from that mm-hmm. sensation of just getting pushed down it's not a cool
0: yeah you're good at yeah because you receive it super deep so definitely pushes you down
1: i watch videos like the 150 i did a 150 snatch on the blocks and i watch the position that it puts me in, and I'm like, oh my god! Like again, like <laughs> how did I even
0: do that? Yeah, saw that good training phase leading up to it. You were doing a lot of high block stuff that before blocks, that. Yeah,
1: fast on the turnover.
0: The really high, like both the blocks stacked.
1: Yeah, like where it was almost by the hip. Mm-hmm. I noticed because that was like you had to just go. That was like very yeah. uncomfortable. Like the speed that you had to. Let's talk about, like, overriding. You you had to start doing that at, like, a very low percentage to, like, turn that over. Um, and then I also started doing, like, really deep pause squats, like, even, like, lighter. So in the previous phase leading up to that, I built up, like, my just regular back squat. And then transitioning that strength into more specific, I started doing, like, pause squats. Lighter weight, but, like, very deep, you know like the one and a quarters too, go all the way down into a full squat, come up partial and then go back down and up and really like master those positions and really control the positions. There's a lot of stronger people out there than me, but they're not going to snatch as much as me. It's all position. It's mm-hmm. like, so again, like to me, it's like very simple, but yeah, if you just, you have to take the time to master those positions and you'll be able to snatch some pretty good weight.
0: So, what other positional work can people do to improve snatch?
1: Um, there's a there's an exercise. It's almost like a Turkish get up, but I would say that people a lot of people don't do Turkish get ups correctly. So, like the sensation of like locking out and getting like thoracic rotation. That sensation. There's a exercise. The windmill, like a similar to a windmill, yeah. Yeah. Like a kettlebell windmill, you can look that up. There's mm-hmm. another one called like an entry rotation. They use it as like a gymnastic progression. Um, the what's the shin box and reach? Oh yeah. Okay. Shin, shin box, box extension and reach. You could you could all those are on YouTube. So if anybody's interested. Um, those are all good to understand the sensation. The Xiaopeng, mm-hmm. shoulder rotation, those are really good. I I like those, but if you just like master those, that's you're well on your way, Mm -hmm. then introduce the barbell just get really good at the barbell,
0: get under some, some heavier weights to feel confident.
1: Yeah. And then from there, yeah, your, your traditional snatch balance, one and a quarter, get really good at even light intermediate weights, and then start throwing in just your overhead squatting and then yeah, snatch work. Yeah, that's a good point about the high blocks, too, because that, you know, even, like, hip snatch and doing, like, really fast hip mm-hmm. snatch, it, like, it makes you just go, like, fast. And the yeah. high blocks, especially, it's, like, turn it on, turn it off, turn it back on.
0: Mm-hmm. The even, um, like, no feet for extension, uh, like, from the post we did with Tim of, like, the clean grip or closer grip, that'll definitely yeah. make you get used to like catching it deeper. Right,
1: And it's you're potentiating the range of motion. And so what I mean when I say that is like everyone can pass through with like a wider grip. Mm-hmm. But if you bring your grip in, now it's like a more intense range of motion. so it's you're potentiating the range of motion. So what when I do it with a clean grip, it's gonna feel very demanding, even with light weight, but then when I move out, Like now I've already, I've increased my range of motion with the clean grip and then I move out. Mm -hmm. Now all of a sudden it's going to feel strong and stable and I've already been in a more demanding range of motion. So now a less demanding range of motion is going to feel even more comfortable.
0: Yeah. That's a good point.
1: It's like if you're going to do heavy power cleans and you warm up with thrusters. Yeah. You're doing a more dynamic range of motion you're getting in deeper positions than you're going to have to during the workout
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i guess it's just good to like think about how much time have you spent in the positions that you're trying to move very fast into yeah that's a walk before you could run point a (laughs) point b
1: if you don't know what point b feels like like what the hell is going to happen it's like and then i see a lot of coaches people focused on the pulling and the extension and the hips and what the hips are doing that's actually a pretty natural thing that happens for most people it's what happens after that mm-hmm. like where, where what position do you need to get to after that that needs to be reinforced and then you have to do it quickly you know and that's really the skill of olympic weightlifting you create an impulse on the bar the bar is kind of free floating You move, reposition, and secure the bar. Mm -hmm. But that has to happen very, very fast. Yeah. So you have to practice it very, very fast and then slowly be able to do that more and more weight, and then that's where the strength portion comes in.
0: Just get stronger.
1: It is really simple. (laughs) I was trying to show my son how to do it. So, like, he's kind of a – he's got, like, longer legs, so – I don't know how much he'll love the Olympic lifts, but like he could get the benefits of them. Um, So I was trying to show him how to like power snatch and uh, he was enjoying it, but his catch position made no sense. And so I kind of walked him over and put him on the slant board, had him squat down, do a sats press and then stand up. And so like he was just learning Mm -hmm. what position he wants to get to. If I could get him to do that a couple more times, and then if I put the bar in his hands and tell him to snatch, it's a lot more likely that he can hit the positions. Mm-hmm. But it's funny when, as coaches, we'll you're standing there trying to cue somebody into those positions, just let them do an exercise where they can feel the positions. Then people are good enough athletes that if you tell them to recreate that position, then they can do it. But if they have no representation of what that position is, mm-hmm. I see a lot of people trying to use the f- the power clean, but like, do your athletes ever front squat, you know, make them front squat first. Yeah. Then they know where they need to get to. And then you tell them to go to that position usually goes a little bit better than if you're mm-hmm. trying to verbally walk them through that.
0: Well, the slant board is a good point of, like, ankle flexibility. Like, if you do anything, heels elevated or slant board, and you feel a lot more comfortable, then it's a good idea to try to improve your ankle flexibility. Um in order to make those positions more doable in, like, a weightlifting shoe with a less aggressive uh, right. help with the, the angle.
1: Yeah, it's like the natural progression of the skill, you know, and it's, it is, it's it's a skill. And then I think people try to jump into intensity. It's a lot of moving parts. That's a good point, though, but, like, you know, trying to even do it without weightlifting shoes, if you're already struggling with just squatting with your heels down, mm-hmm. now we're going to go overhead and deep yeah.
0: squat. It's way demanding, way more demanding. Right.
1: Try to we try to make it easy for people.
0: Mm-hmm. Enjoyable. Progressive. Yeah,
1: and you could see it too. Like if he, if he spends a lot of time in those positions, then yeah, eventually I'll put the bar in his hands and tell him to snatch. But like, show him the power snatch. He could do pass throughs. He could do. He he knows how to squat. But then when I tell him to power snatch, it just got all crazy. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he didn't like that position. So then I just gave him that exercise. If he does that enough, then.
0: Yeah, that will be easy. Yeah,
1: power snatch comes back in the equation. If he can start power snatching, then we can start full snatching or catch high, ride it down. Mm-hmm. But again, it's going to go better for everybody if he understands those positions. and
0: Yeah, breaking down the movement. It's a complex movement, so. Yeah. Starting at the hip catching high breaking it up into chunks
1: doable mm-hmm. learnable yeah chunks yeah but I'd say the, the catch
0: fix the catch it's you gotta, on the
1: catch. you gotta be able to violently fight with the bar overhead it can't be like I think people see that it looks easy and people stand up relatively fast but like it's not it feels like it's gonna crush you Pushes you into some pretty extreme positions, and you got to definitely master those
0: before you. So, a semi controversial <laughs> catch topic is rotation of your shoulder in the receiving position. So, like being internally or externally rotated. So, I feel like maybe CrossFit led to the external rotation because the population, right, is regular people um, so maybe that's safer for that desk bound person versus basically most international weightlifting teams coaches are more queuing internally rotated so what do you think in terms of that and like a good position to be in with your shoulders or I mean, that's, yeah,
1: I've, I've had those conversations and I think what I've ultimately concluded is I use the cue of the wall, like caving in so the walls coming in. And I think sometimes it's a subtle difference. So like if the ceiling was coming down, you'd press up, mm-hmm. but the problem with that is the bar has to stay like in my midline. So if I press up, I can almost press myself out the back yeah and or press myself out the front. So, if I press almost out, it's going to keep me in, like, a strong position. But then I can also get to my joints, which are going to support the load. And then the scapula. So, my scapula on, my, on the back side of my shoulder is almost, like, oriented like this. So, it's pushing my scapula into my spine. That gives me something to fix against. So, it's almost like that sensation on both sides. It's kind of what you want to feel. And I think... I have seen people overdo the internal rotation, mm-hmm. and I think that can be a problem. Um, but external, externally rotated, your elbow is going to be able to flex, mm-hmm. so that's a problem. And then too internally rotated, it's going to put a lot of pressure through here, and you have a lot of like nerves that run under your clavicle, and you can get like pressure, almost like thoracic outlet syndrome, it's called. Um, It's like nerves and arteries and stuff that get pressure through there that that could become an issue so i'd say like for most people that's the sensation it's like that wall's gonna cave in on me and i gotta stay pressed against it and um i'm still trying to like figure out the best way to cue people through that and then i actually just saw uh, a video somebody posted it was like a chinese weightlifting video and there was like a landmine coming from the side This girl was, like, pressing out two landmines in that direction. And that's kind of the best way to describe the sensation of having it overhead because that's your midline. It's, like, dissects your body. And when you go externally rotated, now my elbow can bend.
0: Yeah, why would you press externally? That doesn't even make any sense. That never made (laughs) any
1: sense. And you'd see people struggle with it. It was almost like the knees out. Mm -hmm. Knees out became the generalized cue and you see people doing some pretty funky stuff with their knees and like pushing their knees out to the point where they're like falling over backwards. And athletes are very literal and you have to be careful with your cues because mm-hmm. if you tell them to do something and then they're trying to do it, if it's not working, you yeah. need some better cues. You know, it's like, you can tell beginner coaches when they cue and somebody gets like confused and worse from the cueing. Your cueing should also always be moving somebody in the right direction
0: definitely yeah
1: and sometimes you can just let the exercise teach you know l- give them the exercise if they can do the exercise then you don't really need to cue it for example like a sots press if somebody drops into a sots press and sots press no problem then that's great that's ideal scenario you don't need to cue it mm-hmm. if the weight goes up at some point you're going to run into a limiting factor like either the weight's too heavy or now they need to do like a thrust then now we do even snatch balances and you know like it's it can be much more natural process if you understand the process than i think people allow it to be i sound like an asshole but <laughs> it's like
0: well what, what was the other exercise uh, it was almost like jumps from overheads like mini jumps From an overhead squat position, remember those?
1: Yeah, I picked that up from uh, like Korean weightlifting. So you have the bar fixed overhead, you go all the way down to the bottom, and then you kind of like pop up into a half squat, like explosively, and like make some noise with your feet. And again, you're getting now you're getting like momentum. So Mm -hmm. you're simulating that feeling of having the bar overhead with some momentum, forward, back, up, down. And then you have to like, you can do that with, with like lighter weight and get your body ready for that catch position.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah I think it's just good to get like your wrist tissues ready for it because for me it's like it's harder to do spend time in the position if it's like uncomfortable with your wrist like it's like the weak factor for me is the weaker that is then it's like overhead squat becomes more difficult any type of one and a quarter squat or the snatch jumps it's being ready to handle like the amount of Time it's gonna be under tension. It's like wrist stretches or strength.
1: Yeah, you have like hyperextending elbows too. Yeah, so a lot of like triceps. Mm-hmm. You know, again, like break down the positions, and then like
0: strengthen it. Like, yeah, tri- like a like, Williams press almost.
1: Yeah, what's the one Tate? Tate oh yeah, press. maybe that's something. Yeah, yeah. So if you do a bunch of those. You know, you're not, again, you're chunking down the skill into mm-hmm. like manageable parts. So maybe on your bench day, you finish with, tape press or, yeah. and that's how we construct training cycles. You know, mm-hmm. when you identify someone's limiting factor, you give them a lot of opportunities to practice yeah. that limiting factor. And then, ideal world, when the push comes to shove and they try to execute, then they execute. And then you give it enough time, good things happen.